you're a parent, a student, or a staff member that takes Northern Nevada high school sports seriously. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing. This is the Battleborn Preps Podcast. If it's high school sports in Northern Nevada, we're not only talking about it, we're right in the middle of it. News and information you can trust. Let's do this. This is the Battleborn Preps Podcast. And now your host, Michael Reeves. Good evening, everybody. Battleborn Preps Podcast coming up. We've got our countdown to kickoff series continuing. Today, we have the Douglas Tigers. We got to catch up with them last week. They played on a seven-on-seven drill against Damani, McQueen, uh, Carson, Spanish Springs, uh, Minogue. Tons of great football already being played, and we're not even to the regular season yet. So, we've got three interviews. We've got head coach Kyle Mays. We've got Aiden Flory, and we've got Rock Gignac. Sorry, cannot pronounce his name ever correctly. Um, And those three interviews, we're going to play those basically back-to-back-to-back, but we do want to establish um, that we did have some audio technical difficulties, so um, just bear with us on this episode. It's going to be a little bit shorter of an episode since we only had three interviews. And we were out at the 7-on-7 field, so they were not as long as usual. But the Tigers are a team that really should have a lot of punch this season. Um, we're going to see more experience. As of last year, they played a lot of sophomores. They're going to continue building, and I would love to see um, a few games this year from the Tigers. And uh, really excited to see what they do under second-year coach Kyle Mays. So without further ado, we're going to play his interview. I'm here with Kyle Mays, head coach of the Douglas Tigers. Coach, uh, we're out here seven on sevens. It's uh, Thursday night. How does it feel to almost be ready for the for the regular season to begin? Oh, it's really exciting. It's exciting to be out here with these other teams competing, watching the kids get their competitive juices flowing. Um, Damani putting this on is a pretty uh, big deal. Uh, it's nice of them to host it and all these schools to show up and get some competition going. Now, your guys seem really excited, really raring to go. Uh, what differs from last year's squad to this year's squad? I'd say this, like, I mean, because we had to pull up all those sophomores to, to uh, varsity last year, so a lot of them got that experience, and they want to they wanna do better than one and eight. You know, they've been working their tails off all year, um, and they're a competitive group. We're thin, but uh, the kids we have have been just working their, their tails off. Now, I just talked to Aiden and Rock. Two players that uh, I'm assuming you gave them to me because they're you're expecting big roles from them. What do you expect from uh, some of your guys, not only those two, but guys that have gotten that time? You talked about having to bring sophomores up. And even though you didn't exactly probably want to do that, it gave them experience that uh, may be very, very key to this year. Oh, yeah, the experience these kids got last year uh, through the adversity that we faced uh, is huge, and they're obviously benefiting from it. And for those two that you talked about, Rock and Flory, um, they're two of our senior leaders we expect a lot out of playing both sides of the ball, uh, special teams, and just more than anything, just leading the group. They've done a great job all summer of trying to do stuff out off the field, away from the field, um, with the team just trying to build that unity. 
Now you did discuss you did go one and eight last year. You guys, I know, uh, being a proud program. Previously, Ernie Monfaletto led him to the playoffs quite a bit. You want to be the next guy to do so. How do you get your guys ready um, outside of obviously being here on seven on sevens to get them to that step to where they can take that next jump? I mean, from my front, obviously, I grew up in Douglas, graduated in 99. Like, this, these kids know our history. Uh, we express it to them all the time. Um, matter of fact, we were explaining to them today about some of the lineage back to when Coach Coverly was the head coach back in the 70s and 80s about how the freshmen didn't get to wear black until uh, they moved up in the program. They're called the Alley Cats, right? So you, you, you bestow that tradition on them and let them know how important it is. And these kids rise to it. You know, they're raised the right way by their parents at home to be loyal, to have integrity and have discipline. They just apply that out on the football field like they do at home and in the community. You talked about being in that Douglas mold and knowing that Douglas tradition. You talked about Coach Coverly, Coach Rippey, Coach Monfaletto, all great guys that brought something to the Tiger program. How do you put your stamp on the program while also respecting what they've built and building on it? I mean, just be myself. Like, obviously, my personality is different than uh, all three of them. I mean, you can't say it enough. You have just a tremendous amount of respect for, for especially Coach Rippey, because he personally impacted my life. Uh, same with Coach Monfaletto. I wouldn't be uh, where I'm at without those men in my life. Um, and so I just, they tell me every time I talk to them, uh, just do it my way with my personality. I don't try to be them, and I don't, because those are some pretty big shoes to fill. You know, just try to continue the legacy of Douglas football, which is, like you said, a proud program. Now, I talked to Rock and Aiden about two different things that I'm also going to ask you the same thing. A lot of schools, they're, they're, uh, they're representing a small area or a small part of town. You guys are not only representing a community, you're representing all of Minden, all of Gardnerville, the Carson Valley as a whole. What does that mean to you? You can't, you, you can't really express it to people that are outside. I mean, our county sheriff is a Douglas football player. The, the top law enforcement officer in the Valley is Dan Coverly. He's a football player. He's on Hall of Fame. Uh, his dad obviously coached. Um, I mean, we tell the kids all the time, we represent, when we're playing Douglas football, we represent so much more than just us. We represent everybody that's ever played there, people that have come through uh, through Douglas High School. We represent our moms and our dads. We represent everybody that shares a name with us and the moms and dads that have contributed to this program over its history. There's a lot to it and we, we put that on them all the time. And again, the kids rise to the challenge and they do their best to represent all of that very well. One thing I am asking all coaches about is the controversial 4A, 5A. It is a conversation that I actually also asked Donnie Nelson about today. When you when you look at it, a school like Douglas that I, I actually went to middle school and elementary school down in Douglas County, so I know a lot about it. Um, you're looking at a school like Douglas that just recently added another building to it, and you guys are seeing enrollment growth here. How is it when you're talking about enrollment and different factors that you that you think about sports and Douglas High where you guys are like, do we compete for a state championship in the 5A or do we move down to a 4A where we actually have a chance? I mean, that's... I mean, how do you answer it without getting yourself in trouble, right? Because, I mean, everybody knows... The elephant in the room is specifically Gorman, and then right below them is Liberty, which is obviously a public school, which falls in line. But 
I mean, those are the powers to be. Obviously, they don't they don't call Kyle Mays and ask him his opinion on it. Otherwise, it'd probably be slightly different than what it is. Um, you know, they use computers and and whatever they decide to make the decision. It's beyond me. I try to control what I can control, which is what we do as the Douglas football program. Well, you talk about that control. Another question I'm asking a lot of coaches, because I, I just kind of like to pick your brain, and I'm sure some people wonder about it. You guys come to these seven-on-sevens, you get them prepared. You've got weight classes, you get them prepared. You've got film classes, you get them prepared. But you only have so much control when it comes to game day and expecting the kids to do everything they can. How is it, while doing all that preparation, you don't have complete control and just do you got, do you have to put that extra trust in the players or what 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 is it about that control factor when it comes to wins and losses we trust our kids and and we take ownership as as a coaching staff uh, when we put them in bad positions and you can go back to our Carson game last year quote in the paper we ran a fake punt and that was squarely on me like it blew up in our face because of my decisions um, and so we express that to the kids and they take ownership because that they see the coaches saying hey we put you in a bad spot and that cost us that's on us I'll never hide behind the oh kids still have to execute excuse I, I think that the kids um, uh, go out there with the full faith in the coaching staff and we go out there with the full faith in the kids to perform and we're all going to take ownership when we come up short you, you mentioned on the Carson game, I want to ask about the rivalry because obviously you being a Douglas guy, it, it, it is one of the oldest rivalries in the country, and it's one of the best ones in my opinion. Um, you had your first taste of it, but now Carson, all the respect to Coach Roman, but he's gone and it's kind of a restart on two new coaches taking a shot at it. What is it going to mean this year when you get to have a re redo on Carson? I mean, like you said, uh, you cannot say enough about Coach Roman and what he did in his time at Carson High and what he uh, put in place. Coach Beauchard has been working his tail off. That entire program has been putting in the work. You see it out here. They're doing great. I mean, you said it. It's the oldest in Nevada, and it is the most intense in Nevada. I don't care what anybody says. You show up on uh, in October and watch Douglas Carson, and you're going to see a physical game for 48 minutes. It is There's intensity that is unmatched. It doesn't matter what the records are. It doesn't matter um, uh, who's out there. If you're strapping up the blue and silver for Carson and you're strapping up the black and orange for Douglas, you're there to get after each other. It is, it is a nasty rivalry, but it's a fun rivalry. And this year, we just expect the same thing. Again, Coach Beauchard has been putting in a, a ton of work with those kids, and you can see the improvement on them. And, you know, hopefully it just is like last year, just a good, physical, hard-nosed game for 48 minutes and see who comes out on top. I want to I want to switch over to the team stuff because while you we actually ask you to fill out a depth chart in our magazine, you know, you can't always put every comment you like about kids or maybe there's multiple kids you want to highlight. So let's take this kind of position by position. I think I know who you're going to answer on this one, but what should we expect from the quarterback position and see from a Tiger passing game this year? So at the quarterback position, you're going to have Evan Owens and Aiden Flory competing for it. And, I mean, that might be one where they both see reps throughout a game. I mean, there's no need to limit ourselves with that um, as far as the passing game goes. It's all built around the run game, you know, and we're, we're going to take shots downfield based off of our play action and stuff. And we've got kids that can make plays downfield, but it's going to start with the run game.
Well, let's touch on that run game. Uh, Douglas has always had a proud tradition of just always being able to pump out great running backs, fullbacks also. Uh, you guys, what do you expect to see from that part of the game? We've got we've got a little bit of depth there. Um, you know, Ben Lamalu, who's not out here tonight, he's nursing a hamstring issue, uh, is going to be our primary uh, tail running the ball. Uh, behind him, you have kids like Rock Gignac. You're going to have uh, um, kids like uh, Zach Westbrook and a few others that are going to try to get some playing time. You know, we're just going to try to just run the ball between the tackles, just play good old Douglas football. You talk about good old Douglas football. Uh, we touched on some of the passing game from the quarterback side of things. Any receivers that you have seen some growth from coming into this offseason? Yes, Trace Estes, as you can see out here, um, big, tall, athletic kid. Uh, he's been working his tail off. He's been going to camps and uh, doing all the extra stuff away from practice to try and get better. We've got Max Swain, who's kind of coming into his own. Um, we have some of our running backs. Another running back that we have is Connor Jackson, who's going to be spending time out at wide receiver because we're a little bit thin there right now. But the kids that are the kids are developing. You know, we're going to get some depth. We have one that I'm really excited about here, uh, Riker Ravinia. Uh, great kid just been he's last year is his first year in football just working his tail off getting better every single day I'm lucky enough to get to share a booth with coach Rippy every single week and that guy's got stories on stories but let me tell you nobody pays attention to linemen the way that guy does as far as your offensive line Tigers have always had some good linemen throughout what can we see this year we're gonna be young up front uh, offensive and defensive line, uh, but we got we've got kids there. As I mean, Coach Rippy pays attention to it because he's him and I are cut from the same cloth as far as that. You know, the games are won at the line of scrimmage in the trenches, and that is my the in my personal opinion, Coach, and my funnest group to be around because they are so selfless. They work they work so hard. They don't care who gets the credit. They just want the team to be successful. And that's what you can expect from us, just hard-nosed kids down the trenches trying to get after it every single play. One of the players I interviewed is a two-way guy, an outside linebacker, but your linebacking group as a whole, who should we expect to contribute? You're going to have uh, Ben Lamalu there. Um, you're going to have Cole Smalley back at middle backer, and he's going to be a junior. And, you know, he's he's got the... He's got the instincts and the ability to play pretty good there. Um, outside backers, we're going to have Trace Estes out there. We're going to have a kid, Austin DeCroof. We're going to have uh, Aiden Flory running around back there. Um, you know, Aiden gives us a ton of options as far as that goes. And, uh, and, and so our linebackers are going to be pretty strong, and they're going to be anchored by that defensive line, which we've got some, uh, some depth there, thank God. Now we touch on every defensive position, but that secondary, what can we expect from the Tigers? Because usually there's a good safety or corner in there. Yeah, our safeties are going to be the strength of it because they're, they're extremely smart. They're young, but they're smart. They're working hard. I mean, you see them out here. They're, they're trying to be as physical as they can for seven on seven. And the, the corners, we're going to have one, Rock Gignac, who's going to be a senior. You know, he's a, about the most experienced in the secondary. But we've got very capable kids back there that are just going to be, like always, trying to work hard and be physical. And not to sh keep sharing Coach Rippey's stories, but I swear if I had a nickel for every time that guy said punt the ball instead of go for it. Uh, what can we expect from your special teams this year? It's going to be unique, you know. I mean, um, just we're going to try not to lose the game with special teams. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, and that's Coach Rippey. I'm probably a little bit more 
willing to pull the trigger on fourth down than Coach Rippey was. Um, uh, but at the same time, like, I'll tell you this, like I could never hear enough Coach Rippy stories like myself. I Obviously, I love the man. Uh, but our special teams are going to just do everything they can to put us in the best position possible and then let the offense and defense work from there. You, you talked about how this team is going to have better moments than last year, hopefully. What do you expect overall just from this team? Just hard-nosed football. Kids that just want to be out there playing hard, uh, representing their families and the, and the community to the best of their ability, and just getting after other teams and being competitive. You know, I mean, that's why we're all here is to, to build those relationships with each other and hopefully uh, build relationships that last a lifetime and build these young men into, uh, into the next round of leaders for our community. Well, thank you so much, Coach. Thank you. Have a good night. Now, so many head coaches are proud of their program, and for a variety of different reasons. I mean, Northern Nevada is so unique in each high school having different aspects and different communities to answer to. But uh, the Tigers being part of the Carson Valley, um, I think it's a really exciting um, program. I think that Coach Kyle Mays is on the right track, and he definitely has a vote of confidence from former head coaches like Coach Monfaletto, Coach Rippey, and uh, he, it's just a matter of time before he can get Douglas back to its winning ways and uh, competing again in the playoffs. So we appreciate Coach Mays for his takes on everything, but we're going to turn it over to Rock and Aiden. We're going to play those interviews back-to-back, and then we have not just the episode going up tonight here on Wednesday, August 3rd, but we also we'll have the McQueen Lancers this Friday continuing our countdown to kickoff series. So thank you so much for joining us. We're nearly done as we have gotten almost every team or at least over half at this point. Um, We've got a few more. We've got Carson coming up. Uh, I've reached out to Reno and Galena and they are the last two on the docket. So we're nearly done with countdown to kickoff series and then we'll be doing podcast and uh, getting you some great guests, uh, trying to interview some people that uh, really are going to make a difference here, um, not just with high school sports, but the community at large. So we really appreciate your guys' support. And without further ado, we're going to go to Rock, and then followed by Aiden. Here at the Rock Geniac, plays cornerback, running back, and you just may see him on the field for the Tigers this season. Rock, last year you guys had a transition with Coach Mays. Uh, you guys played as hard as you could, but you know we didn't see we didn't see a huge uh, playoff run or anything of that nature from you guys. How do you guys take that motivation from last year and turn it into a positive and ultimately change that for this year? Right. So with our um, new coaches, we're kind of getting back into the swing of things. We're um, bouncing back from last season. We're using that as fuel for this season, the off season, just grinding. We're taking that as like our motivation to get better. We've just been working hard out here in the summer and all the way through the season, and we're going to be better next year. Now, you guys had a good mix last year of some seniors, some juniors. Looks like you even had some sophomores on the roster. What does it speak to you? Because there are a lot of senior-heavy teams here in the North that you guys have that good mix and can continue having a, a good tradition continue in the Douglas Tigers. Oh, yeah, I think that's just um, that just pushes us to be even better. We're, we have to compete with these senior-heavy teams, and um, really just as a mix, we can, we can use that as um, kind of a – playing field and uh we can use that as like a step up and work together as a team now coach mays came on last year 
Uh, you guys had Coach Monfaletto previously. Coach Mays brings a different flair. What does he bring to this team that you guys all love? Oh, he brings that drive, and um, he's – no, we love that guy. He's He just – it's words can't really explain how – how much he pushes us and how much he wants to win. He, he's one of the most competitive people I've ever met, and that really rubs onto all of us, and that just makes us want to be better. Now you play two-way. You said cornerback and running back. Um, how do you how do you keep the energy to play two-way? Because it can be difficult at times. Yeah, so um, really it just comes down to uh, my teammates relying on me and me performing for them, performing for the team and trying to just get us that win. It's just about competing and winning out here. We're going to ask you a couple of self-reflective questions. A uh, lot of great players on your team. Why do you feel the coaches feel you're the best guy at running back and corner? Um, I think I'm bringing the energy to the team. We really I just try to um, keep everyone hype and keep everyone up, just so we can um, we can not be like dull in practice in the games. And uh, that's that's really it. In a perfect world, Rock. Let's say five years from now, where do you see your life going? Um, I think, man, that's a tough question. Um, I think I'm going to be at senior year of college, preferably running track and field. Um, football, really just, I love football, but um, I'm a track runner and really, yeah, just as like a secondary sport, but I love this game. Something that people don't know about you or maybe one of your hobbies, what's something you may want to tell the fans that Rock knows all about or loves doing? Um, I mean, music, like, I, I love listening to music, I love, like, just, like, really getting into it, deep into it, like, even on the buses sometimes, we, um, we freestyle, and it's just, like, a fun way to keep the energy up. Uh, second to last question, so, you guys have a lot of great coaches on your staff, you've got great parents, I'm assuming, and... And then there's NFL players. What's a role model that whether you want to model yourself after football-wise or in, in real life, just someone you like to model your life or game about? Um, well, one of my favorite players in the NFL is actually Jalen Ramsey. He's a cornerback, same position as me. Uh, I just really like that guy's like competitiveness and like flair that he has to him. Yeah, I like him a lot. Now the last question, it's one I've been asking every athlete around here. What is the greatest challenge that you think faces high school athletes and specifically football players? Um, man, since we're still growing up, only like 16, 17, 18 out here, uh, it's kind of managing our emotions and not trying to like have that overcome us and really just have fun out here. Sometimes we can like, we can really get um, like turned up and I think like having fun and just playing football is what we need to focus on here. Well, Rock, thank you so much for the time. Thank you. I appreciate it. I got Aiden Flory here, quarterback and outside linebacker of the Douglas Tigers. Aiden, you guys last year uh, played a lot of good games, a lot of meaningful games, but you couldn't get quite to the pinnacle of where you guys wanted to be thick in the playoffs. Uh, how do you guys take the next step and take last season and kind of turn that into a, into a positive going into this year? I think that makes us hungry. This offseason, we've been in the, the gym, we've been lifting a lot, we've been working on our grind, we've been working on our craft. You are the starting quarterback. It's a big position, but a cool thing about you guys is you don't just have a small little area to uh, stand up and answer to. You have an entire community in the Carson Valley and uh, Minden and Gardnerville. How is it wearing that responsibility? Can it be uh, can it be too much pressure, or is it a great burden to have? It's a great burden to have. We represent everyone that's been through uh, Douglas, and we represent all the people who have put in their blood, sweat, tears, and 
I, I think it's a good burden to have. Now you you play two way like a lot of guys on your team. It sounds like you. Um, what what do you take pride because they're they're two very different positions. You got one position that you don't want to take huge hits on, and then there's one that you want to be delivering huge hits on for an outside linebacker. How do you kind of uh, take that role and play with it? I I love football. I'm doing this for the guys left and right of me. I love this game. That that's the simplest way to put it. Now, we had Coach Monfaletto a couple of years leading your program. Now it's Coach Mays. What does he bring to the organization and the team that uh, you really like? I love his intensity, his uh, passion for the game. I love it all. We're going to move into a couple of reflective questions, just some fun questions that may make you think a little bit about yourself. In five years, where are you standing? What are you doing? And what is your life in a perfect world? All right, in a perfect world, I'm playing uh, in my senior year. I'm playing quarterback for pretty much any college, getting my degree. And that's about it. Tell us, tell us something they may not know about you as far as hobbies, interests. I, I find this interesting because I've talked to quarterbacks that like to read. I've talked to linebackers that like to draw cartoons. We've seen a ton of different things. Is there some fun that you like to do or interests or hobbies? I think Rock said it when uh, we like to freestyle. We love music. It's our thing on the bus to freestyle. And then I've got a couple of others. I asked Rock here about role models, whether it be the coaches, whether it be your parents, or maybe just an NFL player that you really love that you want to craft your game after. Uh, from quarterback experience, I love watching Joe Burrow and how much he's improved from uh, his last year in college to where he is now. He's been putting a lot of effort in. Now, the Tigers have a lot of great coaches on their staff. We talked on Coach Mays. Is there an assistant that you really have grown closer with over the years? Uh, Coach Moog. Coach Moog, is, I've become uh, a lot closer to him than I was my first year on varsity. And then we've got two more questions. What would you say is your greatest weakness, and how do you turn that possibly into a strength? My confidence. I think as soon as that gets flipped around, I'll uh, be able to figure out the game a lot better, and we'll be rolling a lot smoother. And then last question, I'm asking every student athlete I interview about this one. What do you think is the greatest challenge facing high school football athletes today? It's being a kid, going through the ups and downs, being so emotionally upset all the time. Just getting through that part is the hardest part of high school uh, football and being a high school student athlete. Well, thank you so much for the time. Thank you. I appreciate it. You've been listening to the Battleborn Preps Podcast. If you're a parent, student, or staff of Northern Nevada High School Sports, you can always trust us with news and info. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Twitter at Battleborn Preps. And for schedules, news, and more info, hit the website at bbpreps.com. See you next time on the Battleborn Preps Podcast.